Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, September 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. UK MPs backed legislation to stop a no-deal Brexit and then blocked Boris Johnson's attempt to call a general election. And Slack forecasts significant losses in its first earnings report since going public. Plus, the FT's Maramita Mergia explains how one of Google's rivals unleashed evidence that the search engine was exploiting user privacy. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson suffered a double defeat on Wednesday as the chances of a no-deal Brexit grew slimmer. First, Tory rebel MPs and members of the opposition parties approved a Brexit delay bill. It aims to block a no-deal exit at the end of October. That measure passed 327 votes to 299, so by a fair margin. But the margin of victory for his opponents was narrower when it came to a possible election. And technically, it wasn't even a victory. Mr. Johnson put forth a measure to hold a general election on October 15th. He said it would allow the public to decide whether he, or Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn, would conclude Brexit negotiations. Everybody knows that if the right honourable gentleman is the Prime Minister, he will go to Brussels and beg for an extension. You will accept whatever Brussels demands, and we will have years more arguments over Brexit. And by contrast, Mr. Speaker, everyone knows that if this government is in charge and we go, if I go to Brussels, I will go for a deal, and I believe I will get a deal. Now, MPs voted 298 in favor of an election to 56 against, but it wasn't enough. Under the Fixed Terms Parliament Act, Mr. Johnson needed a two-thirds majority for the motion to pass. The Labour Party abstained on the vote. Opposition leaders, including Mr. Corbyn, said they wouldn't agree to an early election until the legislation to stop a no-deal exit is in place. But that legislation still needs to go through the House of Lords before it can receive royal assent. Slack's debut results since going public were a mixed bag. On the one hand, the workplace chat app reported strong revenue growth yesterday. In the three months to July 31st, Slack sales climbed 58% to $145 million, $4 million more than expectations. But the company, which went public in June with a $20 billion valuation, also forecasted slightly higher adjusted losses per share for the third quarter. Slack forecasted revenues of between $603 million and $610 million for the full year. It indicated a slower growth rate of 51 to 52 percent. The company is expecting to post a loss on those sales, too. Shares were down more than 15 percent in after-hours trading on Wednesday. And in other news... Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam, has formally withdrawn the controversial extradition bill that has sparked three months of intense protests. The bill would have allowed criminal suspects to be transferred to mainland China for the first time. Ms. Lam had previously suspended the bill. Pro-democracy activists responded to yesterday's bill withdrawal as, quote, too little, too late. Apple has tapped the bond market for the first time since 2017. Sources tell the FT that the iPhone maker issued $7 billion of new debt across five different maturities. Apple wasn't the only company taking advantage of a drop in corporate borrowing costs. Earlier in the year, 20 companies raised $28 billion following a summer lull in new sales. It's all been driven by further declines in U.S. interest rates. 
and YouTube, along with its parent company Google, have agreed to pay $170 million to U.S. regulators. The Federal Trade Commission said the companies will pay to settle claims that the video sharing site collected personal information from children and did so without their parents' consent. YouTube was accused of tracking users on channels directed at children and earning millions of dollars in the process by allowing companies to target ads at those children. Now YouTube must force video creators to identify when their videos are aimed at children, and if they are, the company will automatically disable cookies. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. Google's YouTube woes weren't its only privacy-related news of the day. Yesterday, the FT reported that Google's been accused of using hidden web pages that feed users' personal data to advertisers. The FT's European technology correspondent, Maramita Mergia, has more on the allegations. There was a complaint, or rather evidence to a complaint, that was lodged with the Irish Data Protection Commissioner. And according to this evidence, Google had been using a hidden method to create a tracking device for individual users while they were browsing on the Chrome browser. And that tracker was then shared with advertising companies or ad tech companies. In this case, he he being Johnny Ryan, the person who put in the evidence, he did an hour of browsing on Chrome. And during that hour, he found six separate trackers that were generated about him, shared with about eight different companies. And each of these companies got the same ID, which meant they could then combine this ID and therefore combine the profiles that they held about Johnny Ryan and then target him better with advertising. So the allegation really was that Google was using a method that was hidden from obvious view in order to create this tracking method and therefore allowing advertising companies to target us better. Uh, Maru, who is Johnny Ryan and why does he have such a stake in this game? So Johnny Ryan is the chief policy officer at a company called Brave based in Ireland. And they actually build a browser similar to Google's Chrome browser. In fact, it's built on the same technology called Chromium. But their offering is that they put privacy first. And so it's kind of a smaller rival that focuses not on tracking people and targeting them, but offers a private alternative to Chrome. So, Madhu, uh, how did Google respond to this, if at all, and what are the possible penalties they could be facing if that is even a possibility that is being considered? So when Google was uh, originally contacted, when I originally spoke to them about this and put these allegations to them, they didn't go very far to explain exactly what these practices were because they said that they needed to see the evidence before they could make any comment or any justification. But because this is part of an ongoing complaint with the Data Protection Commissioner in Ireland by Johnny Ryan, I wasn't able to share that information. It was legally privileged. So I had to explain to them to the best of my ability what this looked like. And based on that explanation, they were not really able to justify or kind of explain what these trackers were or what they did. And in the days since we have reported about this, 
they claim that this is just a standard practice and it's not necessarily hidden or wrong because they do it with people's consent. So obviously, Johnny Ryan disagrees. And based on the evidence and what it looks like, they've submitted this to the Data Protection Commissioner. So it's now up to them to investigate further, to ask Google for further evidence, and then eventually to decide if there's been any wrongdoing or specifically if there's been any contravention or breaking of the general data protection regulation, which is the privacy laws in Europe. And if they think that there has been, for example, if they believe that one of the basic principles of transparency or consent have not been followed by this practice, then they do have the ability to fine Google and the maximum fine under GDPR could be 4% of a company's annual turnover, which in the case of Google could be over $5 billion. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, another former tech unicorn is set to release quarterly earnings. Zoom Video Communications is scheduled to report. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com/banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, NA, copyright 2024.